Hi, I'm Allison Hess. And I'm Sophia Fabili. Welcome back to the Playhouse Podcast. And guess what? It's our 40th season. There's lots to celebrate, including eight shows to see this summer. And the Playhouse Podcast brings a behind-the-scenes look at our action-packed season to give your ears a front-row seat. Cheers to 40 years! Welcome back to the Playhouse Podcast. We're recording today on the ancestral lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabek peoples. We are in the My FM studio, which looks out onto the St. Lawrence River, surrounded by the beautiful Thousand Islands. My name is Allison Hess, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Sophie Fabili. Um, welcome back for episode three. We are digging into the show Hey Viola, which opens July 1st in the Fire Hall Theater. Hey Viola is created by Crystal DeSantos and Tracy Power and performed by Crystal and directed by Tracy uh, hashtag dream team. Here's a description of the show. So who is Viola Desmond? She's the new face of the Canadian $10 bill who was a civil rights icon and a successful black businesswoman in the beauty industry in Nova Scotia. In Hey Viola, we explore the many facets of this incredible woman through stories and song in a jazz style cabaret brought to life through an interactive conversation with the audience and a live musical soundtrack from the 1930s to the 1960s. Okay, I just have to say I'm honestly so pumped for this show. Me as well. And we are so honored to have both Crystal and Tracy with us uh, via, I guess, phone? Phone. Not Zoom. From across the country. Yes, so it's actually (laughs) uh, three hours behind, so I really appreciate you two calling in. But welcome. Welcome. Welcome Thank to the you. podcast. Yeah. We're so happy to have you. So this is the part where we're going to read your bios and just talk about how amazing you are while you while you listen. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds okay. Let's do it. <laughs> so here we go. So Crystal DeSantos is an extraordinary blues, jazz, and soul singer based out of Vancouver, Canada. Her voice is commanding, powerful, and rich with talent. DeSantos grew up in Edmonton and her roots are Guyanese. She studied at the Canadian College of Performing Arts and at the University of Alberta. She's performed in the arts club musical Dream Girls and Chelsea Hotel, the songs of Leonard Cohen at the Farhall Arts Centre and created a show called Black, exploring Canada's black history. DeSantos loves performing for young audiences to share her show A History of Motown and Black Canadian Women in Music in Schools. Crystal's extremely excited to bring Hey Viola to audiences across Canada this spring and summer and release the soundtrack to the show Hey Viola, the soundtrack of a life. Oh, I'm very excited about that. Very exciting. Very yeah. exciting. <laughs> All right. And so we have Tracy Powers. Tracy has worked across Canada and internationally as a director, choreographer, actor, and writer. She's the choreographer and writer of Glory, inspired by the true story of the women's hockey team, the Preston, Pre- Preston Rivulets, which continues to tour across Canada and was also performed here at the Playhouse, the musical mm-hmm. Miss Shakespeare, and the director-choreographer of Chelsea Hotel, the songs of Leonard Cohen. She continues to work as an actor both on stage and screen, as well as create new works for both mediums. Hey Viola has been a gift to create with Crystal, and Tracy is thankful for her team of artists. Wonderful. Amazing. Welcome. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Yay. Is there an applause Thank track? That we can yeah, applause track. Yeah. <laughs> Insert applause track. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're throwing roses at the, at the studio. I can't believe it. Um, oh my gosh, I have so many questions for you, but can we start? So you folks have worked together to create this musical. Can you tell us, like, what is your creative process? How did you begin this adventure? Tell us the story. You go first, Crystal. You take it away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Yeah, you go for it. 
I was auditioning for Chelsea Hotel. If you heard the commonality between our two uh, bios, is that. that we I was in a uh, her production of Tracy of Chelsea Hotel. And uh, at that audition, of course, Mr. Steve Charles was there, the musical director for that show as well, um, who's also the director, musical director for um, Hey Viola. And, uh, and so I auditioned, and then Tracy said, hey, want to come have lunch down in the Granville Island Marketplace, which is just, I love that place. It's my magic spot. And, uh, and Tracy asked me there, she said, do you know about Viola Desmond, this lady on the $10 bill? And I said, all I know is that there's a new lady on the $10 bill. And uh, I know nothing about her. So she said, well, let's dive in. I want to do a show, you know, that explores who she is. Like, let's let's get to know who this woman is, and I want you to be Viola. So I was like, I couldn't think about anything else. I didn't even think about I hate to say it now, but I couldn't even think about Chelsea Hotel. I was so excited about this new <laughs> Viola Desmond show. And then I ended up getting into the show. I did Chelsea Hotel. So this is a victory in both parts, you know, lots of winning around here. But, um, yeah, that's kind of the spark of it. That was the, the real sort of initial moment that I think um, I was – invited into the idea and then um i sourced a whole bunch of songs sent them to tracy she sorted through them and started developing the show around these songs and based on viola's um biography of which we got a ton of personal information from her sister wanda's book sister to courage and um and yeah the rest is sort of history lots of workshopping lots of editing from there and here we are so crystal you must have really nailed that audition you walked away with two <laughs> projects. Must... Holy cow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and so right? this is yeah. <laughs> so this has been like a true collaboration in terms of piecing together the story and the research and the music. Um, Tracy, you you are a theater creator and you multifaceted mm-hmm. career. How how was the process for you? Oh, um oh my gosh, it was incredible because uh, you know when when you dive into someone's life you learn so much about um who they are but you also kind of learn what you don't know yourself and um that was definitely kind of the case with Viola and and why I was so intrigued with her story is is because so many people don't know it and and I think we deserve to I think every uh Canadian deserves to know who she was and 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 what she accomplished with in her lifetime and and you know what she, yes what she what her struggles were but also like all her victories and all the things that she gave us i don't think um people fully understand um what what she had to offer and and what her life what the the life she led um i guess the impact that it had on on many then but also so many now um so yeah it was a massive collaboration it's it's um a, a a story that needs to be told in in a creative way and in a collaborative way and and I was just so lucky that um <laughs> that Crystal was so excited uh to go on that journey and then I could I could help her help her bring this piece to the stage. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, now that she's on the $10 bill, everybody sort of knows quote unquote Viola Desmond, but you know, looking mm-hmm. at the show and how much as you just said how much she had to offer just outside of her struggle um I think is a really amazing thing that we're going to get to share with audiences you know 
and I'd love for you to share, I mean, no, don't give anything away, but a little bit of things that maybe, you know, when in your research or when you read, you know, Sister to Courage, things that kind of um, stuck with you about learning about her story, you know, before the incident. Sure, Crystal, do you want to take that one first? Um, sure. I mean, <clears throat> I think, I think, I mean, I had no idea. I, it was a clean, a completely blank slate as to who she was. Um, and then finding out that she came from, I think there were 10 or 11 surviving siblings and three of them died, so 14 altogether. Um, and, um, the fact that she had such success in the beauty industry, like she had her own, not only on her own salon, but she opened a school. She tried to pay it forward. She wow. was trying to, you know, have this entire like franchise and, um, empire <laughs> about her, you know? Um, and I, I think at her age, I think it was 32 that she was when the movie theater situation happened. Um, she had already established a business where she was traveling as a woman in her own vehicle to other cities to deliver beauty products. Um, I, I can't imagine that's a norm. Right, in the, the time, 40s, right, know? too. Like, in yeah. the 40s, 1946. Like, it, it, it seems to me that she was just so ahead of her time, and it was really, really inspiring to just hear that in itself, you know, the, the drive and the and the, I don't know, like, the entrepreneurship that she had seemed to me way, way ahead of her time as mm -hmm. a black woman mm -hmm. in Canada. Right. That's amazing. So in our research, we yeah. were reading, um, we were researching a little bit before this and we were reading that, uh, Viola Desmond was called Canada's Rosa Parks. Do you agree with that? Or yes and no. Yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, yes. In the sense that like she stood up for something that she believed that she didn't want to happen anymore, but she was also sort of an unwilling participant where I think Rosa Parks was a little bit more in the thick of the civil rights right. movement. Um, she had a lot more perhaps um, backing behind her, a lot more support, the climate of the, you know, it was a lot more dangerous. You could get killed down there. Yeah. Um, but up here, you know, I think it was always trying to be this like sweep it under the rug. We don't talk about those kinds of things. We just live our lives, you know, whether there's rules of segregation or not. Um, where I think Rosa Parks, it was it's so much more out in the open and blatant down in the United States, especially in the South, where I think Rosa Parks, like, specifically lived that life every single day and got tired of it and then said no. I think... Um, because the way that Canada was or is structured in a way, um, it's more silent. It's a more of a silent racism or whatever you want to kind of label it. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. She just went and sat in this seat thinking, in Halifax at home, I can sit wherever I want. You know, this is how I live. I live my life this way and I'm going to go and live my life this way here. Confident, free, you know, like with intention. And then when somebody said, no, you can't. She said, what are you talking about? Right. Right. And so I think it was, it's a different defiance mm -hmm. in my opinion. So similar, similar, but not quite the same. No, I appreciate that for sure. And in terms of approaching this character who, who is a real person and not only just real person, but this extraordinary person, you know, there's portraying this real, you know, real person. And then there's also all that you bring to the character your own life crystal so how do you balance kind of the alchemy between those two things in your performance 
<laughs> I try not to bring too much of myself, but I'm just I'm just me. <laughs> and sometimes I'm you know like I, sometimes I'm right there and I'm like Crystal, is this a Viola thing or is this the Crystal thing? <laughs> I have to think about that. Um, you know, in in original rehearsals, it was sort of like a part of the a part of the learning process. Um, but at the same time, I think I have a lot of similarities. Like I, I'm driven to have and to run my own, you know, creative business in the sense that I'm my own product and I'm trying to sell it, you know, as an actor, as a singer. Um, and, and I like being an independent woman who can be at the helm of my own life, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and drive my own bus kind of thing. Um, whereas playing viola, I think it just feels so natural to me Mm -hmm. that, Sometimes I, like I said, I have to sort of say, "Is this a crystal thing?" Or is this like, "What are you doing?" Um, because I'm, I'm just so there. I'm. It's like I, I hardly have to think about it. You know, the yeah. words in the story, because Tracy crafted this incredible sort of arc for everyone to sort of follow this story with. Um, I, the way that it's written, I just, I get on and I ride that train. That's all I can really explain it as. Mm-hmm. Like That's as amazing. soon as I come out. And I see the audience, it's like me genuinely being like, wow, everybody's here. But it's also Viola being like, whoa, where am I? This is cool, you know, um, because it's sort of a dream state in a weird yeah. way, you know. And I hope I'm not giving anything up, but nope. it's a bit of a dream state that, um, you know, she comes out and she's singing to this audience. And so it's, it's, it's almost always this interesting amalgamation of Viola still. We'll, we'll, I have to give myself like a one of those couple names. <laughs> Viola still. I love Viola it. Still. I that's love amazing. Viola. Yeah, yeah. Something like that's that. amazing. Oh, that's yeah. thank. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for that. Um, I, I I really found it interesting. You know that it's not only her story, but also uh, a story told through music, um, which I think is really an amazing way to connect with the audience and help them kind of like connect with the story, which I think is awesome. And the time um, period. And the time period as well. Yeah. And and as you kind of go through the show, the, uh, it features music from Viola's childhood, hymns from her church life, music from the 60s, um, everything from, there's Nina Simone, Ella Fitzgerald, spiritual, civil rights era songs of the 60s. Um, and I know you sort of mentioned it at the beginning with you two passing songs back and forth while you were developing the show. But I mean, maybe we'll go to Tracy. You know, h- how is that process like and especially Tracy you know piecing it together with the narrative that you're creating sure yeah I mean the the thing about when when you're creating a piece that um you know the person is no longer with us and there's only so much written down um being able to rely on music to um help tell the story or 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 a deeper story is you know, it's, it's an incredible, incredible way to kind of, um, to feel, feel what she felt. Um, and you know, the, the music of, of this time period, because it it was a time in history where there was real change, um, happening and starting to happen. Um, and so being able to kind of, um, see that change through Viola's story, but also, uh, hear it in the music of that time is it's it's an incredible um it's an p- incredible way to f- to try and empathize and feel what what she was going through and so when we first kind of started listening to different songs there were certain songs that it was just like oh my god like this song 
this is half, this is this part of the story and and this is the beginning and this is the like it's interesting how music will just speak to you that way and when you're trying too hard to put a song into a story it's not supposed to be there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think mm-hmm. um and i think be- because chelsea hotel has um i mean obviously a, a very very different story but you're using um the songs of leonard cohen to to tell in a poetic narrative mm-hmm. and so um in a way my brain and and i guess and my soul are kind of linked to that like mm-hmm. i want i want to i want a song to tell me a story or i want a song to tell me um where it goes in somebody's life or where it goes in somebody's journey and so it um it's really exciting <laughs> when you hear a song and you know like oh my gosh this this is what we're going to learn from this this is what we're going to hear when viola sings it and um you know and it and it also like a massive bonus that crystal is like an incredible and i get to like talk about crystal is an incredible <laughs> incredible singer and and when she sings a song it's filled with heart and it's filled with story um effortlessly and so um as a as a director i get to kind of be a part of of that with her and so you know <laughs> she makes uh, my life really easy <laughs> and my job so it's just uh it's just a really it's been a really exciting process to kind of to, to find where where those musical pieces go um, in Viola's journey and and in Crystal's journey too. Yeah, music really touches the soul. I agree. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of those songs people know, um, and some of them maybe not so much. So it's it's um, great for the the familiar songs to be heard differently. Um, mm-hmm. Um, within her life and because it all of a sudden it touches us as audience members differently um when we're when we're um seeing it in the context of of viola's life and and there's some pretty incredible like nina simone was just um one of a kind so to be able to hear crystal um you know sing her music and and within the, the context of viola's life it's 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 insanely powerful and so uh, I'm going to make you uh, pick one of your favorite children, but which which song is is your favorite, each of you? Do you have a favorite? Or, t- for, or today. Or today's favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's always changing. It's so, um, it's pretty wild, but there's a, um, don't let me be misunderstood, I mm-hmm. think, for me is, it speaks to everybody on so many levels mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it still, it still gets me every single time. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. I would say, gosh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted to say one of the last two songs, um, maybe Mississippi Goddamn just because of how it emotionally invokes the experience mm-hmm. of what someone truly was living at the time. Like if there's a song that could emotionally describe someone's feelings, I, you know, but then, then there's lines in, I wish I knew how it would feel to be free where it says, you know, I wish, I wish you could know what it means to be me so that, you know, you could see and agree that every man should be free. Like that Mm -hmm. is some of the strongest, most powerful sentence work. Like, can Mm -hmm. you imagine like, 
just all of that crammed into one little sentence of how much that means. Um, you know, but then uh, can I have one more? Of course, you can have as many as you want. <laughs> really, quite. You can have as many me. as you I'm want. basically agreeing with everything you just said. Being <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that too, right? Um, it's hard to see. I think it's it's so funny because um, some of the songs literally tell the story of what goes on. Like a change is going to come goes and says, I go to the movies and I go downtown yeah. and somebody keeps telling me, don't hang around. Oh, wow. And yeah. this, this experience is not unique. Her story, unfortunately, is not unique. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, not just to Canada and not just to the United States. It is worldwide. It is, you know, every generation still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's, that music is so powerful just so powerful i think we're gonna need like a spotify playlist of all the songs in the show let's Maybe. do it i want that we have like one now. I think, well you can just you could just buy crystal cd as well you know what that's what i'm gonna yeah, do that's, that's what i'm gonna We've do got the sound. yeah do do we have a any timeline on that because i, I want to buy one too on Spotify, I haven't put it up, and it's like sort of for the reason of like, um, you know, I don't know if I want it to be out there in the Spotify right, world. Right. Like, Fair. Literally, musicians make no money from Spotify. I don't yeah, know if this that's is so true. Like common knowledge yet or not, but like, there's nothing there. It's not necessarily about that, but there's something. There's some sort of vintage quality to me <laughs> because it's sort of a period piece. Not that there were CDs back in the 1960s, <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> but to for to have a physical copy of something is very special, and to listen to it top to bottom in the order it was intended is really like a really special musical kind of experience and there's a part of me that doesn't want to let that go by mm-hmm. like putting it on a digital platform mm-hmm. um but i'm sure at some point i'll succumb to it but right now you can but we'll bring lots of cds oh good oh good that's to, what i was gonna uh, ask next so i was like so then i can buy it when you come to gam Is or that what? people just yeah. buy tickets yeah. to the show and come see in person yeah. and the word on the street is that they're selling quickly so if you're listening to this and you're going yes 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 it sounds so good this is your moment to go stand a ticket yeah Definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, yes. we're, we're going to uh, wrap this up quick. Um, well, maybe not quick, but on our way, on our descent down to, to the end of this. But um, so, Tracy, I know you've been to GAN before. As we said before, you uh, were involved in Glory and you wrote that beautiful show that was here a few years ago. Uh, and I know, Crystal, you have not been here yet. But so for both of you, not to put you too much on the spot, especially Crystal, I we're really, you know, interested in knowing what you're excited to come back to, Tracy, and maybe, Crystal, what you're excited to experience uh, when you come to GAN for the first time in a couple weeks. Sure. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you a little bit more, a little bit first. <laughs> um, no, I'm very excited. My my family is coming for opening. Um, so they're excited, too. And and so I'm excited to take them to the Gan Brewing Company. And oh, yes, is it the, the little cafe that's just on that corner there um, with the with the clothing store next to it? Oh, yes. I, uh, Laverne's. Laverne's. A, Laverne's. I spent a lot of time in there and the purple, purple house, purple, house. purple cafe. Yeah. 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 I went there they quite have a great bit. Pizza. Uh, I, we took um, a, a boat tour through the Thousand Islands and, and so I want to do that again so that mm. I can bring my parents to do that. And Crystal, you will want to do that. Oh yes, definitely. That's for sure. It's amazing. It, 
absolutely beautiful um and uh we're staying in a little airbnb right on the river while they're here and there's kayaks and so i'm so excited to kind of get explore some of those outdoor activities that um i did get to uh last time and just swim around (laughs) tracy there's a tourism board person knocking on the door uh, offering you a job right now (laughs) just so you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was awesome. No, it, it, it is such a glorious place to be for the summer. I'm mean, so excited for the cast. They get to stay there longer than I do, and and ex- and they'll have more time to experience all those outdoor amazing activities. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cr- Crystal, any any I'm, of that stand out to you? You're like, oh, I want to try that. All of it, all of it. <laughs> yes, especially the boat ride. Like, I'm be bringing my. Well, he's now five months old. He'll probably be six by the time we get there. Amazing. <laughs> um, my six-month-old and my two-year-old, who's turning three in July. So they are my whole world, and Aww. everything revolves around them. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I'm excited. I think a boat ride would totally blow my toddler's mind. Yes. I think she would be so into that. Um, and just, you know, being around rivers and water and islands, like, there's nothing more magical. Like This is, like, real-life magic. So... Um, I'm really looking forward to that small town vibe and uh, and that uh, you know kind of lake lake um, community culture mm-hmm. um, and of course just to to experience what the magic of the Thousand Islands Playhouse is all about. I'm really excited to perform to the audiences there. Well, we're so excited to welcome mm-hmm. you to Gananoque, and I have a I have a suspicion that you're going to become a town celebrity. I'm just calling it now. I just feel like it's going to happen. <laughs> you're going to walk down and be like, "That's the woman who plays Viola." Oh my gosh, she's so amazing! I'll, just brace yourself. It's I'll happened have to before. Bring my big sunglasses. Yes, yes big sunglasses. No we'll get you a pair, okay? But listen, we're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for carving time out of your days to spend with us. Um, such a true pleasure. And if I can uh, express some extra thanks to Mark Hunt, who is the playhouse head carpenter who composed the music for this podcast uh, and also our sponsor and production uh, helped by my fm gananoque we literally could not do this without you especially coming in all the way from out west right <laughs> that would not be a thing yes. so thank you to terry lynn and my fm uh, for all your help and for more ticket uh, information and to book your tickets for hey viola you can visit the thousand islands playhouse.com we'll see you at the theater bye, bye. thank you bye, bye.